your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Saturday night post-game edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account at LO underscore. FLA Panthers. You can follow National Show Locked on NHL anywhere you listen to podcasts. And don't forget the new Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. Oh, Florida Panther fans, this one was hard. This one was a tough one. The Florida Panthers knew that. They had to come up with something after dropping the first two, got one back in game three. And unfortunately, they just didn't have it in them today. And joining me on today's episode to break down this 62 loss against the Tampa Bay Lightning, he is from the Dan Lepitard show with Stu Gatz. It is Roy Bellamy. Roy, how are you, buddy? Armando, you sound sad, man. It's a, uh, it, it just, it just sounds sad. I mean, sure, it was a bad, it was a bad day. Um, sure, uh, the Panthers are down three-one in the series. Sure, I mean, but there's a lot to be happy about, you know. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything, but you know, there's a lot to be happy about. I'm sure. You know? I'm thinking about my daughter right now, so uh, that's one thing. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate your, I appreciate your. Uh your uh positivity there and uh-huh. tell 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 the listeners uh where you happen to be right now i'm live from the uh emily arena press box here in tampa florida um and uh i got my credential i'm working media today and uh i'm very happy that i got to see this 6-2 drubbing that the lightning put down on the panthers um but, you know, it is what it is. It was uh, it's bad goaltending. It was even worse defense. Mm-hmm. Penalty kill wasn't there. And uh, not much uh, they could really do. They lost the game in the first period, really. And really kind of get their way back into this game. Yeah, and like I said at the top, the Florida Panthers knew that they had their backs against the wall where now they faced going back home for game five, but let's talk about game four. There's a little bit of changes on the lines for the forward lines where Duclair was inserted back into the first to start. Mason Marchment was to the third. Petrano was downgraded to the fourth. The defensive pairings continued as as they were from game three. Only difference was Bob was inserted in net in this one. And yeah, th- this one started right from the top with Radico Gudis with a guy who doesn't make too many mistakes, made one where he overcommitted to the left side and 
that left Sorelli all alone and nothing Sergey Bobrovsky can do on that one. What'd you see out there? That's exactly what I saw. And all series, uh, when we saw uh, Bob face breakaways, I don't know, uh, it just seems like he uh, gave up more than he stopped so far. And uh, you can't really blame him on that because that was all, that was all good on that one. But, man, I mean, yeah. you have a chance to set up, but that goal went five hole on him. Mm -hmm. So he just has to do a better job uh, turning against the breakaway there. But, again, the Panthers' defense failed him. And uh, just did not look good. And it was early, early, early on in this game. So it's so tough. And they've been doing this all season, coming back from deficits. But it's extremely hard doing that that early in the game. So when they go back to Sunrise, really what they need to do is they need to look at themselves in the mirror with their defense. And I really don't know what they're going to do with their goaltending. Uh, Coach Q said they will talk about it. He's being very vague, as he should. But they really have to look at the defense right now. It's it's been it's been awful. Absolutely, and the 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 first period, most of it was. I saw a Tampa Bay Lightning team that just flat out uh, out muscled the Florida Panthers really early in this one, and it, it happened with two not one but two redirections past Sergei Bobrovsky in the first period the first one was from Yanni Gord 724 through the first period yeah the Florida Panthers got a power play goal from Jonathan Huberto his second of the series off a bouncing puck originally saved by Vasilevsky off a Sam Bennett shot and Jonathan Huberto got the, the open net and then another another deflection with this one by Andre Palat off the Chernak shot. And again, the Florida Panthers were just out muscled right in the net. They're just not getting in front of them and they're leaving their goalie out to to dry. What'd you see on in, right in front of the net? Well, first of all, I want to point out Yanni Gord was a majorly contributor to this game on both sides. Uh, mm -hmm. because he took Huberto off on that 4-4, four and, four, and that led to the open ice, that led to the breakaway. And then he scored on the deflection, and then he got the penalty that led to the Huberto goal on the power play. So right off the bat, he was a major contributor to, to this game, both good and bad for the Lightning. And secondly, again, that's defense. You can't allow these Lightning players to be in front of the net like that. Like, there were a couple of times where I saw Lightning players behind the defense, uncovered in front of Bobrovsky. Like, that can't happen. You have to do a better job. You have to muscle these guys out of the crease, out of the traffic area. So not only Bob is not screened, but there won't be a deflection. And that didn't happen in the first period. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw it. I, I don't know how many screens you have around in the press box at Emily Arena, but there's a there's a little bit of a, a slight taunt from Huberdo putting his ear, his hand on his ear out like this after after he scored on the power play goal, kind of directed towards uh, Gord. But yeah, the, that happened shortly after their uh, their little scuffle there earlier.
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. The NBA and the NHL are in their stretch runs right before the postseason begins. Get all the latest news and odds and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code locked on. The chippiness really started really in the second period after Nolochari was hit hit by Luke Shen. And then shortly after, Duclair had a hold on Braden Point, which led to a goal by Kalorn. And it was this this is where it all just all the floodgates started opening. There was one where Montour was overcommitted on one side and going to Stamkos and then Stamkos just feeds feeds right in the in the middle for for the goal and you know again they're they're leaving their their goalie out to dry on this. Yeah, the uh, the penalty kill uh they have been overcommitted. They they're chasing the puck. And puck movement by the Lightning has been stellar. And the Panthers have, they got beat twice on cross-sized passes that ended up being one-timers. So, it's the overcommitment. It's the undisciplined penalty kill that's really, really hung out, hung the Panthers out to dry in this one. And it's not going to get any better because the Lightning Claw play is not going to get any worse. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, assuming that Kucherov is not injured and um Going, going to guess that he's not going to be injured here. <laughs> um, he's definitely going to play game five, uh, game five back in Sunrise. But yeah, just completely and utterly overmatched on special teams. Yeah, and for the series now, for the Tampa Bay Lightning, they are seven for fifteen on the power play, just under fifty percent, and that's not. That's not a recipe for success if you're allowing eight on the other side, eight of 15. Then, then this one was really shortly after Drieger was in. Then there was the there. Frank Ricciano also got hit pretty hard on two different occasions this, in this one. One by Pat Maroon near the boards where he was down for, for a little bit. Duclair took exception to that. And then Achari and Shen go after it from their hit earlier. So a lot of stuff started to carry over in in the second period. So and and then it was to the point where the referees I'm a, I'm a referee myself for for high school sports here. It, so to give a little perspective on what was going on where Chernak was holding Forsling by the throat mm-hmm. even though it wasn't egregious it was to the point where the referees just had to send a message saying, 
we can't have a scuffle every single time after a whistle because if that's the case, then this game is never going to end and we're never going to get even to the next period. And it clearly didn't work, by the way. Yes, correct. I'm, I'm looking at my notes. There was a, a four-on-four, then a four-on-three, then another four-on-four where Sergachev cross-check Lomberg into Vasilevsky in, in, in this one. And Lomberg was sent to the box for or going into Vasilevsky where he had no way of stopping his momentum. What what do you think about that one? Uh, yeah, he's cross checked into Vasilevsky. I think somebody told me that he may punch Vasilevsky, but I don't believe that at all. Uh, mm-hmm. But referee obviously is standing on top of the goal, uh, and clear view of what was going on. So if he did punch him, then yeah, obviously that's roughing. I mean, mm-hmm. punching a goaltender that's on make two minutes. But yeah, um, I'm dealing with. Um, Lightning fans in my timeline right now complaining about the Panthers being a 30 team. And it's quite honestly pissing me off considering what happened in the last two games in the regular season and the first two games of this series. They absolutely have no reason to complain about the Panthers being a 30 team after several calls that were missed by the referees. Mm-hmm. Multiple cross checks, multiple boarding incidents. Like, there's that that's hypocrisy you can't come on to my timeline and start complaining about the panthers being dirty and then also complain about the referees now you know how panthers feel well panthers fans feel so i'm sorry i have no sympathy for any lightning fan who wants to complain about the refs today i think i think it's a little bit bit been inconsistent both ways and there was one, and what what I was saying is the Chernak penalty on Forsling, where he had him by the throat. That was a little bit of a gift to the Panthers, based on setting a tone for for saying the that we're not going to have a penalty every single time. Excuse me, we're not going to have a scuffle every single time. But yeah, mm-hmm. in the the Florida Panthers in this one showed a little bit of life when Carter Hagee went backhand. Though it was five to two at the time, there was a little bit of, you know, life there. So the encouraging part about this, the a little bit of a encouragement is they, they got two power play goals in this one. Though it, it's been it's been two games since Yandel has been scratched, and they've been able to get four power play goals since he's been scratched. So that's a that's a that's a good sign, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and I really like Coach Q's uh, effort there with the five forwards on the foul play line. That that worked out in uh, game three. It worked out in game four. And um, the Panthers had plenty of opportunities on the foul play. I mean, they had they had seven power No, they had more than seven power plays. They had three power plays. So, I'm uh, seeing seven. Had, I don't know. I, I thought it was eight. I thought that was an eighth one. But, yeah, it is. I see seven here. But, uh, yeah, they had plenty of opportunities to take advantage of, but they obviously didn't. But uh, I had to commend uh, Coach Q for he pulled Chris Drieger on a power play with 10 minutes left in the third period. Um, 
sending a message. That is too as aggressiveness to the extreme, really. And I gotta commend them for that. I mean, if anybody has any heart, it has to be Quinville in this game because he really tried. He really tried to get this uh, team back into it, but it is what it is. Yeah, and at that point, when you're down five to two, it's like it, it like Coach Q is just known for putting for making some changes to try to create a spark. He did it in in game three where we're putting Sergey Bobrovsky back in in place of Drieger. And then he, he tried it again with going the other way around with Drieger in after Bobrovsky let the fifth one in. And of course, the same thing with the power play going six on four after Ruda had a penalty on Owen Tippett. So yeah, this this one was, the, excuse me, it was six to two at the time after that where where the six on four happened. And Though, though, despite this being a six-two loss, there is. Were you in that press box thinking, "Man, I know, I know, uh, I know, a comeback is very unlikely, but let's just get out of here without any suspensions, any fines, anything that will prevent the Florida Panthers from playing any Florida Panthers player from playing in Game Five? Is that was that your thought process? Well, my thought process going into the third period, I mean, it was a 5-2 to two lead. The Panthers can easily – well, I can't say easily come back from that, but they, they didn't gain three. But, you know, it's doable. But obviously that didn't happen. And once the Fister Cup started, that's when I uh, got a little bit worried because obviously within recent memory, there have been two suspensions, one from each team. And one of them in the playoffs was Sam Bennett. Uh, yeah, I got – kind of worried about league discipline and I don't know about the Anthony Duclair uh, slash. Um, they're going to end up looking at that. That got two minutes for slashing. Um, even though they reviewed, they talked about it downstairs in the referees uh, so-called, but uh, I don't know. I think that one was a little bit overblown. I think that was just a minor penalty. That's it. Nothing more than that. But however, it being away from the play, it's just not something, not something you do away from the play. And then there was Mason Marchment as well, a play from away from the play for on Ross Colton. But the one play that is was that a lot of Tampa Bay Lightning players were probably complaining about. I, I, I'm assuming was the Patrick Hornquist one on Sergachev. I looked at that replay two or three times. It was just as he was passing. It was right in front of him, and Sergachev was able to land on the ice before sliding into the boards. So right. it's that one is just textbook clean hit on that one. At first, at first it looked like an ooh because we've had a lot of those in this series. Like I was, I was in the building for game one, and I saw like right when Bennett hit Coleman. Right there, and yeah, I saw that charge from all the way. But Hornquist's right. one is definitely clean as can be. Yeah, it was clean, and it was not a hit from behind, which is even bigger. I mean, fans want to call boarding on that, but that's not boarding, you know. So it is what it is. I mean, the Bennett one that was definitely suspendable. I mean, he left his feet, he came from across the ice, and hit him against the boards. That's obviously suspendable. I didn't see anything that's 
worthy of a suspension in this game. Uh, but you never know. We'll see. Um, we'll see. But again, refs on both sides now. Now I can say there were a couple of penalties against the uh, Lightning that probably couldn't have been called. Uh, but again, no sympathy for Lightning fans today for me. <laughs> Especially considering that they won. Mm-hmm. They're feeling confident. They're feel they're feeling themselves, and that's that. When when you're winning and you're up three one, that that's just to be expected. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. There's coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate salted caramel so there's something for everyone know what my favorite flavor is is the peanut butter brownie if you've tried all the flavors you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors not only are built bar flavors the best tasting they're healthy too most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein only 130 calories only four grams of sugar and only four grams of net carb a couple of other flavors have 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, and just 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carb. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 50% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Something I saw a little bit on the Twitter timeline, which is, I believe, a little bit of a ridiculous question, but people are are wondering if if Spencer Knight should be the starter for Game Five, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll ask you that, and then I'll give my answer. What, what do you think? Should, should he start Game Five? I said after each and every game in this series that it would probably take either Drieger or Bob getting injured. For Spencer Knight to be in this series. Um, now, Drieger got ran into in this game, but that's, I don't think that's going to really affect him. He uh, got up, so. He got back up and got right back in the net. But uh, again, Coach Q said he'll talk about it. And this is an elimination game. They still have a chance to win, they still have a chance to force game six. But I don't know. We'll see. We will see. I say no, because what, not every single goal has been Drieger or Bobrovsky's fault. However, I think of how many breakaways you, you've allowed. Yanni Gord all series has been just just going on breakaways, whether it was shorthanded very early in the series or or even or even today. And and if you can't outmuscle players in front of the net pucks are going to get redirected and i don't think that's something that i'm not saying spencer knight can't make a stop i'm not that's not what i'm saying but if the play in front of him is just not there then i i feel that in in the if you were to play him right in game five i i'm not saying you're going to embarrass the kid but it it just wouldn't look good and the first thing you the first thing you want to do when grooming a 
young goaltender is to make sure they're put in a position to succeed. And at this point with the Tampa Bay Lightning, just again, the, this is the, the word of the podcast, out-muscling Florida. I, 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 I just don't think it's the right call to go to him. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't even I don't even think they just should put him in as backup either. Um, he's the emergency goaltender. He's going to be third. So, but I mean, it would be nice to see him in in in, in this series, but it's not going to happen. I I don't I don't count on it. So, yeah, and we got a game five, Sunrise, Florida. 8 p.m. Just the number one thing. It's it's just been a continued continuous theme that we we know that Stamkos and Kucherov haven't played all season until this series, and the Tampa Bay Lightning just look like a completely different team, and literally, and it's like the only way to stop a goes and a Kucherov is just to get him out of the box. And Kucherov had four points despite getting injured. Uh, Stamkos had that beautiful assist to Kalorn earlier. And you just got to stay out of the penalty box in this one. That, that's just the simplest way I could put it. And David Dwork and I talked about it yesterday. And yet another game is where they were just unable to get out of that penalty box. Despite the Florida Panthers getting more power play opportunities, they're giving them right back to Tampa Bay. Yeah, uh, and it's not going to happen. They're going to end up in the penalty box. Correct. For every game in this series, so long as they keep on playing. And this power play is just automatic. (laughs) They have no defense against this power play. And it's it's just the way it likes. That's just the way it is. And it's going to be up to... Either referees and letting things go or deciding if it's a penalty or not. So you have to hold into the officials in this situation. Mm-hmm. De- definitely. And with it's funny because game four had, and games three and four kind of had a similar theme to game one while the chippiness in game two wasn't as much. And if the Florida Panthers can just any of those beyond the whistle plays if they just learn how to learn how to compose themselves a little bit then the 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 panthers could definitely have a chance in game five if it's at home so that's the encouraging part about it but if it's going to take a lot of mental focus in order to grind out this game five to win and then we go from there yeah i agree um once they get back home We'll see. It's uh, I think it's gonna be fifty-fifty in game five. I think. Um, but yeah, they gotta be strong-willed, strong-minded, and if they can figure that out, and figure out a way to stay out of box, figure out a way to play defense, then it'll be a win. Absolutely, and th- there'll likely be a lot of conversations between Q and the team about mental focus from here until game five we have an off day tomorrow the florida panthers will be traveling back to south florida i'm assuming immediately after this game just like yourself so 
So thank, I want to thank you once again, Roy, for joining me on this episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. It is Roy Bellamy from the Dan Lepetard Show with Stu Gotts. So Roy, for me and my listeners, please tell them where they can find you and your work on the internet. Uh, well, my Twitter account is at Roy Belly, R-O-Y-B-E-L-L-Y. Um, and you can find the Dan Levitard Show with Stugatz and the Levitard and Friends podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much, Roy. Thank you. And thank you once again to Roy Bellamy of the Dan Levitard Show with Stugatz for joining me on this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And I also want to thank Roy Bellamy from the start of the show telling me why I'm so sad. There's so many things because, you know, as, as much fun as I have doing this podcast and the emotions that come up and down from being a fan, at the end of the day, this is a sport and we have our own personal lives outside of this, more things to be sad about. But I personally think that helped me start a better conversation with Roy Bellamy. So I want to thank him more importantly for that. But the Florida Panthers are down, but they're not out. The series is not over. So there's an off day on Monday, rest up. And it's a one game at a time approach from here on out. You know you can't lose a single game from here on out. So win game five. Don't even worry about game six. Monday night is the only thing that should be on the minds of the Florida Panthers players and the Florida Panthers fans. And then if they win, we go from there. If they lose, then we talk about the game and the season as a whole. So obviously I'm not hoping for the Panthers season to end. And I'm hoping for my off season to be delayed a little bit based on the Florida Panthers winning. So we just go from there. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast goes live. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On NHL where they'll be covering the whole Stanley Cup playoffs. And don't forget also the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. So I'm Armando Velez signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.